fucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> started thinking of one thing and I completely lost where I was going. Yeah. Thank you. I shouldn't snap. <laughs> that doesn't help anything. That didn't help anything at all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, along with me is my co-host and greatest geek of the world, Elizabeth Wallace. We back again. Yay. your adventures have... out in the desert? Uh, and the mountains. In the mountains. Okay. Desert and mountains. Yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw pictures. You guys are like taking nice photos and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It very, it was was fun. Good, good times. Fun. Good times. Very good. Uh, of course, last week, Leland filled in uh, and did uh, amazing as always. Um, but uh, back on track because things are getting very serious in that internet, like SRRS serious mm-hmm. that the internet does to make you oh, know. SRSLY, seriously? Is that it? Yeah, yeah I don't there know. you go. Yeah. The, just, just so you guys know mm. how serious this is becoming, Comic Con is a week away uh. from, from the earliest you could be possibly listening to this, to this podcast. Crazy. Uh, it is, we were talking just before the podcast really snuck up on us. Yeah, it really did. Really? And I know it's partly like what you said, that it's about a week earlier than it, this year than it is, but I swear I've known it's been coming for a while, and I feel like I blinked, and I'm like, oh, it's here. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, wow. like, we've been talking about it. Yeah. We're we're kind of, we're setting up our, our, our teams for, for coverage and, and all of this, and we're just starting to get the, the press releases to set up interviews, and, you know, it looks like we're, hopefully we'll have a lot of cool stuff this year again, as, as per normal. We... I think we definitely have a the biggest team ever going to Comic Con this year. A lot of coverage for the uh, for the surrounding offsite stuff, yes, yes. of which there is plenty, guys. Yeah, there's a whole Facebook group on San Diego Comic Con offsite events. You should go yeah. check out there. They're always updating it with new stuff. Yeah, at the very least, just Google it. Uh, we I mean, we tell you every year for I don't know at least the last three years, if not this the entire life of this podcast. So much goes on outside of Comic-Con. If you don't have a badge, if San Diego is within, you know, just like maybe a couple hours drive, or you just want it that bad, come down here. Walk around outside and down. I mean, honestly, the San Diego gas up area is always kind of nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. lots of shops and restaurants, and it's pretty and whatever. It's going to be taken over by the nerds. They're going to, I mean, there's going to be a zombie parade going by at one point. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, I think, the Steampunkers do a parade through there, so... I, you won't miss any of the cosplay. You won't no. miss any of the kind of activities. There's there's more stuff to physically do outside than yeah. there is inside. Also, pictures that you get of cosplayers are way better outside than inside. Cause the inside light the is so much con, better. Yeah. It's like you can get some nice pictures on the sales floor, but you also will get trampled if you hold still for more than a minute. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, get all your pictures outside. It's great. Um, at this point, uh, all of the programs are out. Lots of panels. I've noticed a big increase in cosplay panels, which I think is cool. Good, good. A lot of cosplay of how-tos, uh, where to goes. Um, a couple uh, I saw that are um, just focused on be confident. Yeah. It, like, be happy with, with, with your costume. Be happy with your body. Don't let, uh, you know, um, age, gender, race, any of those things determine what characters you, you are. Yeah. Be the character you want to be. Are we going to have the signs up that other conventions have been putting up about cosplay does not equal consent? I mean, that was a big concern. That one girl got attacked last year. That did. That was completely legit, right? The one girl um, who got attacked. 
Was the girl that ended up in the hospital? She was wearing the Roger Rabbit car- yeah. costume. Yeah. Oh, um, I shit. If I remember right, the initial reports were not a hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. But it it didn't turn out to be a hoax. I, I'm pretty sure of that much. So okay. I think she was definitely perhaps attacked, but it wasn't as sinister as it kind of sounded the first time around. Okay. I don't think there was an assailant essentially like following her Got or it. anything like that. There wasn't someone it, it targeting have, cosplayers? Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily targeting, but I think there was like an altercation. Normal, everyday, regular violence. Because yeah, that's regular so violence. much better, you <laughs> <I> know? know. <laughs> God. It ain't a perfect world, but you know, we got comic books and that helps a lot. Yeah, it's all right. That really does. It helps you cope. Um, So yeah, so we're we're definitely excited um, to bring all of our stuff. As long as we don't bring a selfie stick. No, no selfie sticks allowed. Can't do that. Um, I don't know of anyone who's upset about it. Uh, A lot of people seem to be talking about it. It's just, just take a second to think about it. Uh, it's just not safe. No, no. It's just not safe. You're essentially, I mean, bringing in what could be used as a weapon, you know? and Sure. And granted, we, Comic-Con sells swords inside, but they're bonded. You, yeah. You can't take them out. And the cosplayers who have staves and pole arms and stuff like that don't point them outward into the crowd all the time. <laughs> yes. As I was saying, I have enough trouble making exuberant gestures and thwacking people across the faces just with my hands. Yeah. So, you know, you put an actual object in it. But also, it's like, it's just one more thing to slow down traffic yeah. in an area that's, that place yeah. is just so packed. Tell yeah. you what, if you can't get the picture you want within your own arm's reach, here's a novel idea. Have someone else take that photo. It's always a thought, you know? Plenty of people work in the booth. They're all very nice. Uh, find a nice handsome Thor or yes. or Jean Grey. They're they're good people. Yes, it would have actually, them take your photo. It would probably amuse them to be like, oh hey, I love your costume. Can you take my picture? And they'd be like, oh okay, uh, sure, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, let, let them be on the other side of the camera. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure that doesn't happen to them as often as you think. No, no, no. I was thinking like it's it's fun in the moment to do that, but there's no kind of like gallery of photos taken by cosplayers that seems as interesting as taking photos of cosplayers. Probably wouldn't yeah. because you can't really tell who's taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say anything I like. I'm like, hey, check it out. Jeremy Renner took this picture of me. Mm, mm, there mm. you go. Yep. It was awesome. Totally. totally <laughs> it totally happened too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so all that's very exciting. and um, We'll probably kind of, I guess we'll do our big Comic-Con podcast maybe next week. So it's So you guys have something to listen to while you're at Comic-Con or perhaps... While you're looking at photos of people that you know who are going to yes. Comic Con, or while you're, while you're camping out away. in that Hall H line, so yeah, crazy. Yeah. All, that's, crazy. all that stuff to do. Um, but uh, as we love to do, we're going to talk about some comic books. Um, one book uh, that I've been looking forward to, and I felt it's taken too long to uh, to come out since the first issue, uh, Planet Hulk. Uh, something about this book in the world and this. Captain America, but not Captain America, just really, really sunk its teeth deep into me. So I was, um, I was honestly waiting every week. Is this the new one? Is this, when's it coming out? Um, last we saw, Cap is badass of the badass of the arena. So he earns his freedom on the contingency that he goes to um, the Greenland, to Greenland, to the Mudlands to kill the Red King. Right. Who we're just going to assume is Red Hulk. Yes. Um, so he, and then to do that, he also gets his pal Bucky, who is his driving force. Yes. That's all he really wants. And his driving force is not to defeat Doom, as you no. would expect if it was the Captain America that we know and love. Yeah. He seems to be perfectly 
accepting of all this, you know? It's like, yeah, Doom's, the, has... Doom's in control. He's the god. He's what, you know, that's it, what we bow to. It is to. what it is to him. Uh, it's just, it's not as important as Bucky. Maybe, like, when he has Bucky, then it's like, okay, uh, maybe now's the time. Which makes it more interesting when he meets a Hulk in Greenlands who kind of saves him a little bit, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Introduces he's Dot Green. He, he introduces himself as Dot Green but definitely seems more aware. He keeps asking these very pointed questions, you know? He's like, but who created this? And why did they create this? And, you know, here's this little bit of poetry. And do you know who wrote it? Well, Doom wrote it. Obviously, doesn't he write everything? And he's just really just poking at him a little bit just to try and find out how much he knows. It is is weird. I, I can't for sure tell if Doc Green is just totally in, drank the Kool-Aid, and doesn't question this whole thing. Um, Doc Green, as we knew him before Secret Wars, Secret Wars, is super intelligent. Yes. The super intelligent um, Hulk personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when we saw him at the end of the last book, I expected him to not really buy into this. Right. And I don't think he did. From yeah. the questions he was asking in this book, I thought he was just like... But he also knows how dangerous it is mm-hmm. to try and question Doom, so I think he's being very careful about what he says. But he seems a little more sinister than the Dot Green that we usually He doesn't know. seem... Well, the old Dot Green wasn't super, super awesome. Yeah. But uh, he does seem like he's got his own ulterior motive. Yeah, and then Cap really wasn't happy when there was like some kind of gamma beast down there, and... Cap was like, oh, you're you're messing with that Gamma Beast. Is it sick? And he's like, yeah, it's pretty sick. Or are you curing it? He's like, no, I'm not curing He was dissecting it while it was still yeah, alive. Yeah, well, still alive. Like, Cap don't stand for that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, what I thought was cool is that we actually get a little flashback to Steve Rogers before the arena mm-hmm. in some town. It may have uh, put a caption as to what the name was, but it was being kind of bombarded. It's definitely a town that's kind of under siege, and him and Bucky... We're just kind of running through. Yeah. And they have this moment of, you know, what if we join the fight? Right. And there's like, well, we're, we're weak. We're not strong enough to be soldiers. And then they kind of point to this picture of Cap, Captain America as a Falcon. Yeah. Uh, and it says, join the super soldier program. Big old recruiting poster. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Now we're th- so now maybe we, we can link... How this the scrawny Steve Rogers becomes the ultimate battle warrior that we see. Right, and it's interesting that Doc Green was saying again when he met him, he's like, "Well, I can tell you're you're uh, Steve Jones." He said, um, "Steve Rogers." Rogers. Steve, what did I? Who, who the hell is Steve Jones? I don't know. Which, okay, sorry. Uh, he said, "You can definitely tell that you're a Steve Rogers. I can recognize him every time by the eyes. I've seen one who was had wings. What was yeah. the other one he said? Uh, when it, shit, he goes through like a bunch of." different oh he's, he's seen a mutant steve rogers yeah. um wings hey, did he say a woman i can't remember if he said a woman. maybe he might have but it, it definitely made it sound like this doc green has traveled the borders yeah and it didn't sound like he was talking about he didn't say you can always recognize a captain america because yeah. he said a steve rogers yeah so i don't think he was talking about sam as, you know, no, no, they're not the one wing. So he's he's seeing all the different incarnations of Steve Rogers. So which he's is getting around. Yeah. 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 So they either they either keep sending a Steve Rogers on this job, which many have failed at, or Doc Green has traveled to other lands, which is supposed to be forbidden. But this Doc Green is an agent of Doom. It is, but I hadn't thought about that. That's this Steve Rogers 
is not native from this dimension that he's in right now. He's been no. pulled from someplace else, and this probably wouldn't have been the first time. And any Possibly. Steve Rogers that you pull in there would probably want to save Bucky. So. It probably a community, uh, uh, underlying thing. So does that mean that when he saves Bucky, because I think he's going to save him, is it going to be his Bucky or another one? You know, does it even matter? Uh, I feel like it should matter. Yeah. But yeah, a good point. If if we're if we're if if it comes out that many Steve Rogers have been sent on this mission because Steve Rogers just always is an exceptional human being, right? And uh, and a good choice no matter what, right? To go on these missions. Is the Bucky gonna line up? Well, that'll be interesting. Um, now, an interesting thing I heard uh, when the first book came out uh, that I wanted to bring to you, because now we've we've seen a little more of Steven, especially now we've had this flashback. Yeah. There's supposed to be some kind of big reveal uh, that's going to happen in this book. That, if I remember right, is supposed to be about the character or characters themselves. Sure. What is rumored is that this Steve Rogers and this uh, Bucky are actually lovers. That they're both gay lovers. Oh, interesting. Which oh. would explain the the fierceness that Steve has in getting Bucky back. Like, it doesn't matter what he has to do yeah. or what it takes. Yeah. He needs him. Well, what a great opportunity for Marvel to play around with that because the Steve Bucky connection, I mean, with the fanfic and the fan yeah. art people, that's huge. That's a that's a sure, giant thing. Sure. But um, what a great chance for them to play around with it, you know, just to be like, we don't have any of our. I mean, we do have gay characters in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. but I think wouldn't you say Bobby Iceman has probably been like the biggest, best known of them to come out as gay? Um, I think. Just because he has time on his side and it's recent, um, North Star he had a whole wedding, so yeah, he, yeah. you know he's definitely. Uh, but when you consider like the upper echelon, oh, as far know, as like upper tier yeah, characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby would be the one, Iceman would be the one that everybody would know best. Yeah, and this would be a way to do it without you know you wouldn't you wouldn't say you know this is. It doesn't change everything. Right, exactly. This isn't maybe the Steve and the Bucky that yeah. you know best, but it is a Steve and a Bucky, and what if they were gay? What a chance to play around with that. And it'd know? be great because this Steve is a badass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll probably see um, Bucky in there as well as maybe he's a winter soldier, maybe he's just a super soldier. Yeah. Um, and he definitely got sent in to try and kill this Red Hulk as yeah, well. And so he we did it so competent. He also did it so he could save Steve as well. We yeah. already know that's what happened, so, so we, we know, know we have, he's a badass as well. We have two very competent badass characters. So to show that up front mm. and then just almost as like just a tag on at the end. Like yeah. and they're also gay. Oh. Like so I don't, you know, like slash fic doesn't usually do much for me, but I would so read that. <laughs> He's just like, that'd be so awesome. You guys need to do that. This the Savage World Bucky and uh, Cap slash fic. Oh yes, <laughs> all that. Yeah, yeah, if we could do that, that'd be great. Uh, if it happens, like like it's already in my head as I read it. Mm. And now it's going to be in all of your heads as <laughs> yeah, you read you it because I think I think it's very reasonable the way it's gone mm-hmm. that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm actually really hoping because it. It gives a chance for a character to be different. Yes. To yeah. be different, but not so completely different as you don't recognize the character. Yeah. yeah. Even even if it turns out this way, everything makes sense for the cat that I've known as a character for forever, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, another book um, that uh, I didn't get to talk to you about the first time. That's right, because uh, I was one. Leland. That's right. Because right. I was with yeah. Leland, yeah. but uh, Mythic Number Two came out from Image, and continues to be um, weird as shit. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real good way of saying yeah. it. You know that anything can happen at this point. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's and they're so blasé about it. It's like, well, the sky and the mountain haven't fucked for a while, and that's why there's no rain. And you're like. Okay, oh, I'm listening. Right. That's fine. You're, That's good. You're yeah. telling me with That's full true. confidence, so I have no choice but to believe you. Exactly. Exactly. And that they're like, "Oh, you scientists and your little tricks to make yourself feel better about the world." Yeah. When really, there's so much going on. You have no idea. Um. Yeah. It's just only image. I feel can. It's, yeah. And it's and, and, and you said like this is an image book, right? Like, it is yeah. a really an it, image book. You know, you start to. You get these, like, you know, okay, well, this is what DC looks like. This is what Marvel looks like. Holy crap, this yeah. is what an image book looks like. Two weird really. things fucking? Oh, that's an image it's, book That's right definitely there. an yeah. image book. I feel that uh, Rick Remender uh, with, like, sex criminals. Is he, or is he just sex? Sex criminals. Fuck, all right. Yeah. Wait. I can't Shit. remember. All right, you know what? I'm going to go back and forth. I'll never figure it out. Yeah. Uh, books like Sex, Crim- sex Criminals, Saga... Book, uh, other books like uh, Southern Bastards. Um, uh, uh, Mimetic was an image book too, wasn't it? Nope, that was Boom. Oh, that, that was, was Boom. Boom. But Boom's boy, impression did... of an image book. Exactly, yeah. that really looked like an image book. That yeah. one. Every time I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, damn, wow. Like, it's it's funny how now Spawn, who is a day first image launch character, yes, is now so weird compared to the other image books. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't fit in anymore. No. And yeah. he's one of the last, like, superheroes in there. McFarlane's not still doing the art on that. Does McFarlane no. even do art anymore? No. What does he, he do other than piss people off? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I think he consults in the writing. Okay. Um, I doubt he does all the writing. I'm sure he's um, got royalties coming in every day yeah. from everything he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, he has his old, his own little empire that, you know, he, he holds together. Why is it that people tend to hate him so much? Because he's kind of a dick. Okay, alright, that's fair. Like, all interactions that I've heard with him, yeah. he's kind of full of himself. Yeah. So, yeah, most people don't really go in for that. Oh, well. Um, so, Mythic picks up where we, where we left off, of course. Uh, the mountain and the sky have not fucked. Nope. Um, We've brought one of our characters to unleash his alternate personality, which seems to be a demon carrying around a flaming head. His own head. Yeah, he's carrying around his own head. As the holer's head should be is on fire. Yes, and the head talks just on the end of the arm. He even, at one point, decides to throw it into battle, because that seems like a good idea. It doesn't seem to hurt anything. He's taunting the sky uh, to to fight him, because this weird, headless monster just thrives on battle. So yeah. he knows he has a job, but he also just really is getting off in the fact that he can fight the sky because he's never fought the sky before. Nope. And his fought name... many things. His name is Killer of Enemies. So, yes. you know, you kind of know what he gets into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the sky is kind of... As the upper hand because it's the sky. Yeah. So he starts kind of moving up on the mountain and we... We're worse. We start seeing um, forms yes. in, in the clouds and in the mountain. And we see a uh, killer of enemies going up like, oh, maybe I'll just go up here on your girl, right? <laughs> I think right? she likes you, me. Yeah. yeah. She gave me some, some, some action That here. would be when the sky like did the finger flick, boom, knocked him down yeah. the mountain. So Sky starts to get awful pissed off at that point. Yeah. Uh, as to which the, the mountain is like, oh, you do care. <laughs> More or less. There are no words from the sky no, to the mountain. No, no, no. Uh, and then they start kind of intertwining and getting the... 
um, the the nature boogie oogie on. Yes, and I like and, uh, it's, and it starts raining. And one of the mythic people, one of the the people who was brought there to try and fix the problem, they're like, oh, she just needed to see her man fighting for. Her. It's really sweet in a kind of an icky sexist sort of way. And I was like, that's exactly what it yeah, is. It's really yeah, very, true. It is like, true. You old. have to like. It is. It's old school. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. That's mythic. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other stuff going on, and we're we're now we're stepping into the larger story. The, these two issues are mostly just to kind of explain the world. Yes. Uh, and the fact that if it's not raining, like California, <laughs> you just need the mountains and the sky to fuck, and yeah. then we're gonna be good. And then we'll be fine. So we need to have people look into that. Yeah, bit. that'd be so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the the larger story, it seems. Um, the mythic team, mm-hmm. and I forget if they have an actual name. Well, I'm sure they have a name. I can't remember it right now. Um, are getting picked off. And yes. the group that we've been following may be one of the last ones. And an urgent distress call comes in um, that return to home base, attack, team down. Yeah, yeah. Which teams are down? All of them? All of them, yeah. 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 And then we've got the other storyline going on where there's a woman going around collecting things, I suppose. Like, there was a giant going crazy and a big flaming beast tore its way out from the inside. Yeah. She sucked it into a flashlight, it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what's going on with Mythic. We're just like, yeah. it's sort of hard to explain. But then, like, and, it, and that might sound weird enough to accept, but then that person yes. goes to a museum where there's this clockwork robot that makes fabric through a loom. Yes. That... Like, you put a punch card in? Yes, a very old punch card. Yeah, yeah very... Yeah. Like, apparently this thing's a couple hundred years old, and different punch cards gets it to do different things. Apparently it's it's insanely articulate. Yeah, very, like, the oldest... intricate. Oldest uh, programmable computer, yeah, I suppose, or a robot, robot or whatever, yeah. So then this woman, who actually looks more like a child at this point, walks inside takes its face off. Yes. yes. Which, it kind of looks a little clockworky, right? A little bit, because then the woman hit the loom takes its face off as well, and they look like they match. Yeah. I'm like, well, now I really have no idea what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) It's very interesting, though. I'm definitely intrigued. It is. It's it's, it's weird, but not so weird that you're turned off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just kind of enough of... It touches enough on things that you may already like. Like, if you're in issue two, clearly you're kind of into this alternate Hellboy style kind of yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and that also alternate Hellboy style kind of art as well. Yeah. In a very sketchy image yeah. style, for lack of a better word. Um, then you're, you're, it's touching on everything enough to get you interested to, to keep coming back until more is revealed. Yeah, I definitely want to find out more about what's going on. I just, I always like that idea of like, regular businesses going on in the face of chaotic situations. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a business. Like, they actually... They got done with the whole Sky Mountain thing, and someone was like, oh, hey, you got to sign this paperwork. They're like, oh, my God, today's Sunday. Do you realize what that means? Time and a half. Yay. Yeah. And so you're like, it's just, it's really cool. It's, it's nice. It's like the Men in Black of the weird supernatural world. Exactly. Like, take M in Black, Men in Black, yes. and mix it with the Hellboy universe. Yeah. Which kind of, they do have a lot of similarities already, yeah. but just take that bureaucratic, very business sense that yeah. the, M- the MIB used. Yeah. Uh, and insert them into the weird supernatural kind of world. Yeah. That, you can um, have like insane world-ending problems, but then you also have to bitch about somebody leaving the break room messed up. Yeah. So that kind yeah. of thing. The, the that's combination the, of the worlds. That's so mythic. Yeah, pretty much. That's mythic. There you go. Let's uh, let's do a DC book. This, we're very 
we're scattered all about over the place this uh, week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And DC's been creeping up. Last week we had more DC books than anything else, yeah. which was a surprise. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of our old favorites that we kind of fell off, Gotham by Midnight number six came out with the new artist, still the original writer. But uh, like I mentioned to you when I when I handed it to you. There's kind of a new learning curve to it. Yeah. To because we had ten, Ben Templesmith, who is uniquely his own artist. There's <laughs> so awesome. there's nobody like him. Yeah. Uh, and to to portray disturbing imagery that forces you to engage in it, to look at it, uh, and as you look at it, it looks back at you. Yeah, it's very. It's a real disturbing. I mean, it's Ben Templesmith stuff is hard to look at, which is why I like it. His people look so intense and so frightening. This book had a much cleaner style, still very dark and noir kind of feeling and everything. Um, so I think anybody who might have been turned off by Temple Smith, because he's not for everybody, you may enjoy the art in this a little bit better. It's funny that when we got the resolution to what was going on with the ghost, that's kind of what I thought it was from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. It, this this was clearly a kind of jumping on point, yeah. uh, as DC's been doing with all of their books post-convergence. It's like, okay, new book, you know, some new direction, some new creative, um, you know, peoples attached. Um, which is also why we've been buying so many DC mm-hmm. books, because... Yeah, we we've shown a lot of negativity towards DC, and, and for good reason. Yeah, a lot and, of times, you know, don't get me wrong. And we're not talking we're not talking bad about books we haven't read. No, but because they clearly have been trying to make a change, I I don't want to hate DC. Hmm. I don't want to talk badly about any comic book. But if you're going to suck, you're going to suck, and I'm not going to hold back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have to admit, you're flipping through the pages right now, and the art is like the, the art colors. Is nice, yeah. The colors were really great. I think the colors great. really make it pop. Yeah, I'm trying exactly. to find the credits there was, so we can name them. There was a wonderful uh, scene with this ghost-like thing with skeletal, bloody hands screaming, and it's just, it's a beautiful picture. It's yeah. really gorgeous. Okay, found the, uh, the artwork. All right, so Ray Fox is still the writer. Uh, Juan... Ferreira? 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 Shit, I'm sorry. Sounds familiar. I'm I'm sorry. If if you ever (laughs) listen to this, I'm sorry I'm messing up Hey, give us a call and let us know how to pronounce your name. You know what? Come on to the podcast. Yes, Uh, totally fine. We'll get you to pronounce it. We'll talk. We really like your art. Uh, We we really do. Uh, And it looks like um, there's no inker or colorist credited, so I'm going to assume he's doing all of it. Oh, wow. Which this kind of artwork, which looks like digital colored pencils... Mm. Uh, I would totally believe like this is the kind of thing you do from from front to end. Yeah. Like you don't bring surprised. someone else in to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of a smoother version of um, Wolverine Origins, the first Origins. All right, all right. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. See that. Um, uh, I Crap, I can't remember his name either. Give us a call. Let us know. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Talk to us. That'd Talk be to us. Fine. Yeah, sure. name right. We'll, we'll have a conversation awesome. about your amazing artwork. Awesome. Um, it's still the same premise. Nothing has changed. Uh, we're still there with uh, Corrigan. Um, still the threat of the internal affairs kind of shutting him down, which seems weird because Rook, our introduction character, was exposed to everything that he thought was fake. So you'd think that he would now change his mind on all that and like, oh, this is all legit. But the the, the pendulum still swings over their head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's 
It's, I think it's, I, I do want to continue reading it because I like the idea of a, it's a non-superhero DC book. I think some people might have a problem with the fact that it's just another police procedural. I'm going to get right down to it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. They're, they're cops. They've got internal affairs riding their asses. and Yeah, if, if it gets too much kind of copy like that, then yeah, I could definitely tune out. Um, the, the monsters and the occult, all that stuff is cool. Yes. Um, the next big thing, I'd like it to be actually occultish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, well, I should say just cult-ish. Yes. And not another ghost or yeah. demon. Um, I'd like it to be something more physical. Okay. All I right. don't want them to just fight the next ghost to demon to ghost to demon. Yeah, because this story, the basic idea is this building has been haunted Turns out an employee did die there from a stroke. He's pissed off at his boss for giving him speed and causing him to die and then mm-hmm. also having something in his insurance so his family didn't get the money. Yeah. And I'm like, as ghost stories go, that is about, you know, A, B, C, and D. You know, yeah, connect that's, the straight, dots and that's straight up Supernatural season yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So nothing wrong with that kind of story, but I hope to see something that creeps me out. I mean, that's why I like the early Ben Templesmith stuff with those kids that were talking in weird yeah, languages and stuff. Yeah, nothing in, like, the the art of the, the spirit the ghost itself is, is yeah it's super gorgeous it's cool. it has great colors like like we said the colors are really doing a lot for this book but just it and it's also so scary it's I, I it's super impressive i don't want to say it's not as good as temple smith and i don't want to say temple smith they're so isn't as different. good as this they're they, so different they are and i like them both yeah um but i am glad that they found an artist that can still do disturbing, but it's a different style. Some hmm. some people like slasher horror. Some people like like slow paced thriller horror. Right. It's it's like that. Yeah. Temple Smith draws creepy ass children. <laughs> yeah. That make you kind of shiver a little. Yeah. Um. And uh, Juan is drawing. That's just clear imagery. That's yeah. just disturbing to look at. You see the anatomy, and you see yes. it has these really long fingers that just unnatural it has no lower body it is it is a skeleton bleeding from its lower spine with no hips or nothing below yeah it's still weird it's, it's just creepy as hell and then yeah. little subtle things like he looks up at this blood splattered clock and he's like hey wait what time is it and you see just blood pouring out of it and then you see the boss say it's happening again and yeah. i'm like all right i gotta chill from that one yeah. that was cool um did you did you make the connection i'm sure you made the connection um that this this is the powers company and they're making yep. the powers watch like the iWatch? The Apple Watch? Yeah. yeah I, I got that. I found yeah. it I found it very interesting because Apple is... I have to assume this is common knowledge that people just choose to overlook. But there are several people, or probably more than several. Uh, there's a, there are people who die in the Apple factories from exhaustion right on the assembly line. I would. I've not ever heard that before, but it doesn't surprise me a part. I know. I know it is fact. I've read stories about it wow. uh, when they were doing the the. I think more like when the last iPad upgrade came out. Holy like crap! People work insane hours, uh, and are pushed to the very limits. They die on the assembly line. Wow. Yeah. Makes and you then, then I drew that that parallel. To oh, the I'm story. sure that, that now that you've told me that, yeah, that's absolutely what's yeah. going on. Yeah. I like how the one guy said he wasn't, you know, she's like, 
apparently this powers watch that they're making, you know, turn on your thermostat and your microwave and your oven and everything. And the one guy in the book's like, I'm not buying one of those. I don't want something that's going to turn on my microwave from 10 feet away. I'm waiting for the one that puts the hot dogs in there for me. And I'm like, yes, yes. I agree. Yeah, yeah that's that what makes I'll sense. Wait for, yeah. I'd, wait, I'd wait for that. Sure, I'd sure. go for that one. Um, another fun book that I've been looking forward to um, that is that it's been available through Infinite. Uh, is the Marvel's The Secret Wars X-Men 92 based off of the animated series from uh, like 92 to 96. Which is interesting because when I saw it, I really assumed that it was... X-Men rebooted itself, what, around 91? Yeah, yeah I think with, it's like 90, the 91, the art and everything. Yeah, I thought that's what this was going to be, so... Because the, the costumes are all the same. True. So uh, I think Leland also had that same assumption that it yes. was based off of that but it is actually based more off the cartoon right. which is based off of that sure i i'm gonna say it really wordy i i was i mean you say that before and i'm always just like hey yeah but you don't like, the words. Don't like words you don't like the words and i read it i'm like oh good crap there's a lot of words in this yeah. thing i mean it's all exposition from beginning to end and i know and the exposition is part of what it's taking from the animated series. Right. There's a lot of characters explaining the story to the viewer right. and explaining their feelings and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you can that. tell that it's done deliberately. Yeah. You know, that whoever was writing this was like, here's all the words, I'm putting them in there because that's what the style is asking yeah. for. You know, everybody's explaining themselves. And I've been looking forward to the book and I'm kind of actually now wondering, would it have been better in the infinite format? Because there are so many word bubbles and everything, but mm-hmm. the art is actually cluttered. Infinite format? You mean like the um, um, watching it digitally? Yeah, digitally. Oh, guided but view? The, no, it's not guided view. Um, huh? They they keep kind of doing one after another. There's the infinite uh, stories um, where it's it's a much longer process. It'll show you the panel of just the background, right? And then the and then you swipe, and then the character flies into it, and then you swipe again, and oh, now the word bubbles come. Like in. that Nova one that they like did. Like the Nova one, yes. Okay. That all was, right, that right. was that an was an infinite, infinite one. So it tells it in a even more cinematic yeah. uh, style than the uh, the guided view. That though. might, yeah, you're right because there was a whole bunch. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of backgrounds going on in this that you didn't get to see because they were covered over by great big word bubbles. So yeah, that might have actually. That might have helped. That might have. Is it um, interesting Jean Grey's not on the cover? Eh, uh, yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Where's Jean? Well, her character in there was so much like her character in, well, not even just, because I never really watched the cartoon, but yeah. I was reading the comics at that time. She really was always like the, like the calming influence, I suppose, like trying to keep Scott from getting angry, trying yeah, to keep she's always, from getting angry. She's always angry. just trying to be like, let's just all be happy. Seriously, and that's, they, they were really going for that in this yeah. one, but it's they, interesting they didn't put her on the cover. They huh. totally nailed the, 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 the characterizations from the animated series. Yeah. Um, they're pulling straight up dialogue from the series I recognized. Gambit has got that good old thick Creole accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, and and Rogue has that thick old yeah. southern accent. Just the... apostrophes everywhere. <laughs> and then Storm is speaking as dramatically yes. as humanly possible. Like, like in the fucking Shakespeare theater. Oh, yeah. And then Jubilee is, is a teenager of teenagers. And what do they do when they're start, first starting out the issue? They're playing laser tag. Yeah, you cannot get 90s. much more 90s than that. It's it's super cool. Yeah. But it does, it does still tie into uh, the Secret Wars battle world, which... Like, I just always, I'm, I'm continually impressed when the story is so uniquely its thing that it's going for mm-hmm. and still manages to 
bring in, oh, yeah, here's a big chunk of Secret Wars, and I never blink an eye. No, no, no. I'm never, I'm never taken out by the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, uh, here's Baron Kelly, who was, who was President Kelly in the, in the series, um, writing, which, all right, this was weird. Okay. So, <laughs> President slash Baron Kelly rolls up on the X-Men in the mall. Yeah. Uh, as, of course, they should be in the mall. Yeah. On a chariot, yep. wearing a cape, yep. over his suit, which yep. is the same suit from the series, uh, led by three of those um, hunter-slash-killer, like, sentinel dogs. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't quite fit. It doesn't, but at the same time, it's not wrong. It's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not. <laughs> You're like, because it does like, go oh, in there, you know? He's, he's a baron. Like, this is kind of some of that Secret Wars influence. Exactly. Like, I thought it was weird, because it's like, well... You don't see many dudes rolling up on chariots these days. No, you don't. But if you're gonna, it's gonna be Baron Kelly yeah. in a cape. In a cape. Little dogs. Little you know? doom emblem holding his, his cape together. I, lo- I love how they just, they have given the artists and the writers in these books so much freedom. And it works because I think they gave the books to people who really love yeah. the series. I mean, this was so... This is this, the most... These guys, who did it? Bowers and Sims... These guys grew up watching the cartoon. Yeah, you can tell right away. Familiar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Familiar. I loved how there... So apparently there's this place where mutants can be rehabilitated and the X-Men go to, like, visit it. And because Wolverine is so jealous about Scott and Jean, he actually <laughs> talks himself into doing this thing that could, like... And I'm like, the Wolverine in our day and age would be like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. I don't think so. The Wolverine you know? we're used to now yeah. is also used to... Uh, a gene you can never have. Yeah. Um, the, also the fact that she's dead, yeah. which makes it easier to not have. Yeah. Um, it's just like the whole situation, like he's, he's, he's through it. He's done with it now. Yeah. Uh, and that's a real cartoon thing too. Cause even in the nineties, oh, in, in the nineties, um, fuck in the nineties comic book, Wolverine wouldn't have done that. Wolverine would have been like, well, I'll show you. Yeah. I'm going to put myself in the machine and get rehabilitated. Yeah. And I'm like, just no. pine all day long. Oh, mopey, no. mopey, mopey. I remember him showing up in a church and praying at one point. And I was like, not that I have anything against religion, but it was just like, this isn't Wolverine. I know it all. Wow. What's going on here? It's like, it's like Conan praying to crawl. He's like, I'm not good at this, but if I need you. And if you're not here, well, fuck you. Seriously, that I would have accepted. But no, he's in the church praying and breaks down crying. And somebody comes in and comforts him. And I'm just like, what's going on Is here? Is it Kurt? I don't remember. Kurt, I don't think Kurt's so. Kind of, Kurt's Kurt, kind of now, Kurt I could actually see it. Because he's like the guy with, you know, any bit of yeah, religion he's, he's and everything. The, he's but the priest I just watching that being like... I don't know what's this going on here. This is weird. <laughs> Damn it, Claremont. I'm <laughs> sure it was doing? you. Probably. Wouldn't be surprised. Is Claremont even writing anything anymore? Um, nothing I know of. Okay. Um, I think definitely nothing in Marvel right now. Okay. Should look that possibly, kind of up. Possibly outside. Maybe mm-hmm. like Dynamite or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is just another example of how cohesive Secret Wars is. Like... To take such a bonkers idea as to take the cartoon, mm. which, as good as it was at the time, like, I'm, I, I've been popping back to it because it's on Hulu as, I guess, what would be my third go-around with it. Right. And it is super cheesy. And it is poorly kind of written. Like, it's, also, it's written for the time. and Also early 90s. Yeah. You know? I mean, totally like there, different generation. There, there, is, there is kind of a lot wrong with it. And, and nostalgia carries it. Like so, to take something as maybe admittedly 
bad compared to what we were used to now. And to still just make it work, I feel whatever Marvel did, because Secret Wars never felt, or I'm sorry, um, Original Sin didn't feel this cohesive. Oh, no, not even a little bit. I always, I never really, I don't know, even the books that I read, I really never felt like I got a handle on it. And I feel like not since maybe, maybe Civil War, maybe... I liked a Secret lot. Invasion. I liked a lot of AVX. There's a lot of that that I liked. I know a lot of people were irritated because it was just a great big excuse to be like, "What if this character yeah, fought this character? Yeah, we have all character? these toys. Let's make them fight." Yeah, exactly. But I, I still there was a lot of it I liked. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it more than. Oh my god! I keep on wanting to say Future's End every single damn time. When I mean Original <laughs> Sin, I say Future's End. Sorry, but you know, I liked it more than that. No, like we said, we we've yet to read a bad Secret Wars book. And- the, this one though was probably one of the weaker ones, I think. I this would agree. And, I would agree. Which uh, is a bummer, but and uh, what is it, Robo Ross? That one story? Oh, the the uh, the journal. Yes, Battle oh, World Journal. I just realized the thing that we've been doing. So there is a Secret Wars journal book, uh-huh. and then there is a Battle World book, and we've been confusing the two because they're two different things. Because oh. like the Secret Wars journal first one was the one with. Kate, Kate um, yeah. uh, Hawkeye, and then the Egyptian story. Yeah. And the second one was the 70s thing and the Daredevil story. Yeah. And then Robo Ross and the other story was actually well, over in a Battle World book. No, Robo Ross is with the 70s Misty Knight book. No. No. no? Different book. I know. Isn't that but, crazy? Uh, I know, right? I, I had to look that up. I was just like, holy crap. So, because they're both books within this whole continuing universe and they each have two stories in them. So But I thought that was I thought I thought that was just Secret Wars Journal One and Secret Wars Journal number two. Secret Wars Journal One was the Kate and the yeah. Egyptian story. And I thought Secret number two, two was, was Misty Knight and Daredevil. Robo Ross was in a battle world book. Huh. Isn't that crazy? And I Oh, because the Robo Ross was also the vampire duck, Howard the Duck and yes, Blade one. Yes, that was that was oh. a battle world book. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And that's just one of the battle world books. I know we've had two battle worlds. I don't remember what was in the other one of those. If so. it's even come out. I, I feel I like remember. I feel like we're not quite on the every four week schedule with all these books. Like, well, there's so many coming out. I'm actually okay with yeah. that. I'm like, give me a second to breathe here, yeah. if you don't mind, because like, I'm going to buy them all. We're only kind of just starting to get the number twos. Like we got Inferno number two um, mm. two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, We've got Old Man Logan number two. Old Man two. Yeah, I feel the Old Man Logan came out real close back to back. Yeah, which I was also glad about that because I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, one. that's yeah. a super interesting story. Yeah. I don't. I feel mm-hmm. we didn't quite get uh, enough into that one last week. Mm. For that book to end with Wolverine at the feet of Apocalypse, yeah. I feel it was badass. And I'm still waiting for the Age of Apocalypse book, which is coming. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. another book I'm super excited for. It's it's almost like to get a book like the 92 X-Men and be like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever read. It's almost like refreshing because my brain is almost tired from the awesomeness. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I want all the awesome I can get, but Wow. Yeah, we are. I mean, this is the most comics I think I've ever read consistently, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in all my time. Yeah, no other crossover event in the past. We've never least, been into one we've like this. Never, 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 never. And we we did pretty good and, to go all the way from beginning to end and just convergence to sure, share the, sure. the main book. And but it's, but it's, even then, we were only buying that one book. And it's not like lack of interest because I think I, I think we could say for the most part. Every concept of all the events sounds interesting. It does. Even if we have a little bit of fatigue in the in, at the announcement stage and, and, and whatnot, it still seems like, 
Oh, alright, well, we get all the different DC worlds to kind of, like, go against each other. That'd be neat. Like, we're going to come out looking different, yeah. possibly. That seems that seems cool. Except, of course, when you're basing your entire idea on what Marvel's got planned. And then you don't look very different at all, do you, DC? God. <laughs> Still to this day, I'm Take like, that, DC. who do you think? You're kidding. Really? I don't know. No. I, it's the promises that did not uh, hold up. No. Which is nice that this one turned out. But yeah, this is fun. Um, so We Are Robin is uh, an entirely new book, not uh, a reissue, not old characters getting uh, new chances like Black Canary. We Are Robin um, takes a character who was a blip in the Batman Endgame series. Yes. Um, he kind of helps out Batman when he needs it just kind of for a moment. We catch up with him. His parents are missing since Endgame. They went Joker crazy. And uh, now he's kind of stuck in the foster system, bouncing schools, bouncing homes. But he's he hasn't given up on the fact that they're alive. And there's also the fact that what with the tiny bit that he was running around with Batman, he feels now like he's hooked on that adrenaline. Yeah. Like he's really like, once you experience something like that, it's kind of hard to not get into a fight with six other people on the yeah. basketball court where you're He's, going to school, you know? He, he admits to kind of this addiction to the rush mm. of danger, knows that it's bad, but kind of forgoes the fact, like, but you're addicted. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he just kind of settles on that. I think the only, the only thing he gives towards any kind of sensible attitude is he doesn't really like jumping from rooftop to rooftop. He, he, doesn't, said, he I says know. he doesn't like heights, which is cool. It because is, yeah. He says, like, I know, like, superheroes are always jumping rooftop to rooftop, but that's not me. Not I don't thing. But I'm he does throw in some pretty sweet parkour moves all through he town. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. You were saying before that this is a real, like, very dynamic art style. And it really is. A lot of movement, a lot of, like, people balanced on their toes, about ready to leap at people and everything. It was neat. It was it's, interesting. It's been really refreshing uh, in this kind of, uh, I don't want to call it a jump back to DC, but this testing the waters of the new DC YOU. They're not going for that same DC style that we saw so much of in the new 52 right uh bizarro batmite and we are robin have these very di- have are three very different styles yeah like this one reminds me of like old scotty young before he started doing the wizard of oz which is He's a very kind of uh street artist kind of style yeah yeah which is interesting because the bizarro one almost Almost like a newer Scotty Young style, the Bizarro book that we yeah. read. Well, I think it's no surprise that there are going to be people out there kind of aping the Scotty Young style. Yeah, because he is making all the money at yeah, this point. Like, yeah, he's, he's doing almost every single cover to every single Marvel book. And he can do more, and yeah. I will love all and of them. And he's still, he's still writing uh, Rocket Raccoon. Um, I feel that, I, th- I think he wrote a DC book, or not a DC, a Secret Wars book. Who, Scotty Young? Yeah. Well, he did the AVX one. That's right. That's uh, the... Little, little AVX. So awesome. Yeah, and the art of that one. Like, I don't know when that man sleeps. Did you see there's an alternate cover that he did, and it's an Ultron robot sitting down with what looks like, I think, a zombie Loki, and they're yeah. playing cards. And yeah, the, the Marvel is, Zombies cover. And Ultron is just like, do you have any sixes? And the zombie responds with... Rah, rah, rah. So it's very cute. Yeah. It's totally it's, in the... They all are. The Scotty um, Young style. I saw he's going to be at Comic-Con. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to try and hit up like his Twitter or something. <gasps> like, it would be a dream to get to talk to him. Can you imagine getting a cover done by him? One of those, like, oh, yeah, one blank, of the blank covers? How much does that cost? I've never done that before. I, I know it, it depends on the artist. It depends on the artist, yeah. I think it could be anywhere from free... 
to... Which I would want to give them something. Maybe God. $20, $30. Oh, wow. I could do that. It's more, more. It's probably more about waiting in line to actually yeah. get a chance to do it, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to pay more than 20 or $30, even if it was an artist I really liked. Oh, if I could get... Can you imagine getting Adam Warren to do a little commission piece for you? He does convention drawings all the time, but I don't think he's coming to this Comic-Con because his, oh, his book's not out until August. Eh, promotion then, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I suppose. Maybe. Oh, well, the timing. Oh, well. Um, so, uh, in We Are Robin, we follow this character um, as he's kind of bounced around the system a little bit. Uh, we see Leslie Thompson, who we know through, uh, through the Batman history as the woman who kind of counseled Bruce when he was young. And she's kind of doing the same. She knows that there's a lot of potential in, in this character, who I just don't remember the name of. But uh, we see in the background of some of these scenes uh, a girl watching him. Yes. Uh, snaps a couple pictures of him. Uh, he's essentially being eyed to be recruited into what we discover by the end of the book is a Legion of Robins. Mm-hmm which I'm assuming is going to be there in the absence of Batman. Got it. And like, these are all people who have hung around with Batman before? Is that what they were sort of saying? I don't know the, who the other characters are yet, so I don't I don't know. I think I honestly think they're just people who have been affected by Batman in, mm-hmm. in a positive way yeah. or just simply inspired by him. Can you imagine if it's almost like a, a League of... Doctor Who companions, and you know they go off to do their yeah. own thing, you know, because the doctor touches your life, and yeah. you're never going to go back to normal, you know. It's I don't know, like, maybe kind of like a Torchwood of the Batman world. All right, all right, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. But there's some mysterious figure who is leading all of this, and he's got like there's a reveal of a whole uh, armory mm-hmm. of different. Robin costumes. Robin like, costumes, and it looked like Robin weapons that Robin is yeah, using. Yeah, there's nightsticks and, mm-hmm. and stuff, like all kind of non-lethal stuff. But what actually, this concept of an army of Robins, what's really getting me interested is how Dark Knight Returns ends when Batman is like, I'm going to teach you how to be Batman. Right. The whole Sons of Batman. Yeah. I'm hoping we see something like that here in this current timeline right. of how someone, maybe Batman, mm-hmm. we don't know, mm-hmm. um, training this army of young people. Yeah, I uh, feel like it'd be a thing that when he's first exposed to it, he'd be like, no, this is too dangerous. Yeah. Your kids need to get home. Don't do this. And the kids are going to prove to them. They're like... You inspired us in a way, and Gotham is worth it, and you're worth it, and, you know, yeah. they, so they... Because, obviously, there's no Batman to guide them right now, but, you know, we all know he's coming back eventually. Yeah. But, yeah, come on. Yes. Um, I'm sure we'll get an interaction with uh, Jim Gordon, the Bat-Bot, mm-hmm. uh, through the series at some point. Like, this is... Iron Bat, you guys called him last week. I like Iron that. Bat, so, yeah, Bat-Bot. Like I've heard him called yeah. um, Babbit because of the ears looks like a rabbit. All right, all right. And then there's some, somebody was calling him this an anime show, and I can't remember, I think it's the Appleseed show, where one of the robots has, like, these big, huge ear things, so they mm-hmm. were calling him the Appleseed Batman, and I'm like, all right, I'll take it. That's a lot, that's a lot to say. It is, it is. But um, if you know the weird anime, you'd be yeah, like, yeah, I then see you're what you did ah. there, it's the ears. Uh, yeah, I've been liking Batbot and Iron Bat. Yeah, this is definitely more of a ground-level yeah. Gotham book. Yeah. Which, again, it's cool to have these Gotham books like Gotham by Midnight, um, Gotham Academy, although I didn't actually like that one, that are filling out the city without needing 
Batman or Nightwing or Robin. Right. Although, yes, Damian Wayne was in a couple issues of Batman Academy. They're not the focus. Right. Is the right. Point. They have to. Um, Batman showed up in the first episode of episode first issue of Gotham by Midnight, yeah. so it's just an establishing yeah. shot. They're not. They're, they're not that important. This is the world that we're in. Yeah. They're just different takes on the city itself uh, instead of the character. Like, I've I've admitted my opinion of Batman is that the character, fairly boring. Take everything around him away, and he's kind of boring. Right. It's his villains that make uh, the stories exciting. It's even the characters around him that make him more exciting. Is that why I've heard people say before that the reason why they didn't like the third Nolan Batman movie is because you basically took Batman away, you know, in the beginning he's all mopey and then he gets sent outside of Gotham and so it's Batman without him being Batman and they felt it was a good movie but not a great Batman movie. I think that's what people have said about the Nolan films in general is that there's very little Batman and especially in two in The Dark Knight Rises, it's pretty much all about the villains. Yeah, which is, I mean, wasn't too Heath Ledger? Yeah, I mean, you can't he's, really. He's just gonna suck it up. Yeah, he's he really take is. All that movie can't in. really do anything about that. No. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are all uh, excellent books that uh, we have enjoyed. Next week again, we're gonna talk uh, some Comic Con uh, and, of course, more comic books. Yeah. If there are any books that we missed, uh, books that you're reading that you think deserve some kind of mention, good or bad. Uh, let us know. You can tell us through Facebook, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Google+, Instagram. Weird German sites. Weird German sites. Uh, all of those. Um, you can follow us to make sure you're always up on everything we're doing. Uh, you can email us if you've got uh, really something to say. Uh, email us at comicissues at gmail.com. If this is your first uh, Comic Issues podcast... Hi. Welcome. How's it going? Yeah. You like it? Nice to see you. Get more of this by subscribing to iTunes, um, Stitcher, or the weird German site we mentioned. Yes. Yes. However, I haven't even checked to see if that's still around. It's still around. It might not be, but it's fun to say. It is. It is. It's yeah. nice to say. Fun to this, oh. that, and the other, and the German site. And yes. Pod Bay. And Pod Bay. And Pod there Bay. you go. Can't yes. forget you. We don't yeah. know how we got there, but we are. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast that we are always uh, up on some comic news. Uh, and just uh, our interpretations of these books that uh, love them or hate them, they're comics. So uh, until next week, everybody, I'm Anthony Silva, Elizabeth Wallace, and good geeking.